This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. Did you know that I also run a marketing agency with the absolute best crew? I keep hearing from other garage door companies how their SEO company or their web design company is just not cutting it. We never hear that here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we work really, really hard for you door guys out there. Check us out, suchandsuchmedia.com. You got the pricing and everything right on the website. Full transparency. And we're going to work really hard because you are the champion of your story. And we just want to be a small part of your success and celebrate it with you. Great customer service. Amazing web design. Phenomenal SEO that's going to get you ranked. Give us a shout such and such media.com. Oh, we went longer that time. I, hey, I'll sit here and listen to it the entire time. It just makes me feel like, have you seen that movie? Uh, what's it called? Gone in 60 seconds where he's like suiting up, getting ready and he makes everybody stand there and he plays the music and he's like, all right, let's go. You got to have the cool music before something spectacular happens. Anyway, for those of you guys who don't know, welcome to Torch Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And today we're going to talk a little bit about navigating shortages, price increases, things of that sort. I know we've touched on it in the past, but I I get a lot of people, I've been having the same conversation through messenger and text. And so I want to just address some of these things. Uh, I'm by no means an expert. My goal through this is to stimulate your mind, stimulate your mind, Smokey. Um, So if we do that very well, you will come up with great ideas for your business. But I do not have all the answers. I can tell you some of the things that we're thinking internally and what we're doing with Aaron Overhead Doors, but ultimately, it's going to be different for everyone. So I just want to have a discussion. I'm going to have Adrian pay attention during this one so he's not playing Pong or whatever he does during the podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, So Adrian, if you feel like you've got some good input to add to it, you can give some context because... I know not everybody's going to be super excited about just hearing me blab on for however long this goes. So let's dive right in because I feel like this is a super important topic that we're all dealing with. And I do not see any light at the end of the tunnel. As a matter of fact, I'm feeling less optimistic this week than I was last week, just from things I'm hearing. So uh, let's talk about some things that are short. Um, We do know that there's a wire uh, spring shortage out there. It doesn't seem to be as critical as some of the others. Uh, cast the thing, the material they make our drums and our, um, our, uh, cones with for the Springs. Uh, those are on, to my knowledge, extreme back order, uh, delays. I don't know what's causing it. Those particular things, I would imagine it's a raw material, uh, issue. Uh, and I have my, my beliefs on some of these things, but moving on, um, I know that I'm hearing now there might be a shortage on steel, uh, like raw steel that leads into, um, like the actual door sections. Uh, that would be a no go. 
uh, that would suck really bad. I mean, it's one thing to be able to have the sections, uh, but we're, we're having doors delayed for, for track. We're having doors delayed for cones, springs, uh, things like that. So if we have sections uh, that are on short, then that's going to, that's going to be, that's going to definitely be an issue. Not that we can do a lot of installing, but we've been able to do some makeshift stuff like take cones off of our springs here and kind of build springs. If they'll ship us the springs without the cones, we can, we can kind of uh, figure things out. So we have changed some of our processes internally to try to adjust with that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, that's certainly an issue. So let's start from the beginning some of the things that we're doing or will be doing here in the near future that I wanted to share with you guys is one, uh, we have raised our prices. I want to be in the expensive price range. Uh, so as a matter of fact, our spring change cost has gone up, uh, roughly $75, uh, that we're quoting over the phone and I'm doing it on purpose. I'm going to tell you my mindset with it. Uh, yes, we are experiencing some increases in product, but what I'm doing is I'm only accepting my high margin jobs right now. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm going to try to stay ahead of this thing. If I blow out of parts selling everything cheap now, when it's like dead and you can't get it, um, where are you going to be then? You're going to be out of parts and no money. <laughs> so I would rather only do jobs charging a premium right now. And that way, maybe we don't do as much volume, but our margins are really good. But then when everyone else around me is out and can't get it, I'm still cruising at higher profit margins and I'm able to even raise my prices from there. This is normal business. Don't hate me because I'm raising my prices in anticipation for a flat out, you know, not being able to get parts. This is called smart strategy. And if you don't like it, I don't know what you can do with it, but tough nuggets, tough nuggets. He says, there you go. Adrian's contributing positively to the podcast. Appreciate that. He only speaks when he has profound words to say. So, um, all right. Raise your prices. As a matter of fact, like on spring changes, like we basically were like, hey, look, I think we've got room. Let's go up. All right, we did $25. And then we're like, hey, we're not getting any complaints and we're seeing a shortage, bigger shortage. Let's go up $50. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Uh, we'll probably go up another 25 here this month at some point and be at, uh, you know, I don't mind telling you what we do. And this is going to be different for every market, but uh, I think we're at like 350 right now, but we're quoting 350 to 450 for a spring change. Why? I don't want to give away my parts. The parts are so demanded and there's a shortage that you have to change the, the price. I'll give an example. I started a, uh, if you guys listened to some of my earlier podcasts, I started um, a company called Garage Door Store and I was selling parts online just locally for the most part. Uh, I had people reaching out to me all over the country and we were shipping doors, but we got out of that. Number one, because we saw the shortage happening. And if we're going to sell parts, I want to make sure that I'm maximizing that and we're able to sell parts with labor attached. So I'm not even interested in selling parts at a really high margin right now. 
So we completely eliminated that. So now all we're doing is we are focused 100% on selling service with the parts. So we're not selling any parts to consumers. That's the first thing we did. Second thing, we started raising our prices. Uh, not just in line with the increases, but also keeping in consideration that everybody might be out soon. And so I don't want to be out and not be making good margin and look back and be like, dang, I should have raised my prices to this and, um, you know, held out a little bit longer. So if every, if they call around and nobody can get a spring change and you're the only one, you pretty much get to name your price. Uh, and, and, and like, you can like it, dislike it, uh, but I would say honestly, focus on um, what what the reality is right now. This is this is business. This is how things happen. This is how things evolve. I, I definitely think garage doors could be in a different uh, price bracket. I don't see us going back down to two hundred dollars or one hundred and sixty dollars for an eight by seven Pandora. Um, I, I think. We are seeing healthy correction. Um, we're seeing inflation. We're seeing uh, garage doors being put at price points that probably should have been at before. And uh, I think that it's okay. Like, I don't view this as a negative. The only negative that's out there right now is the delay in products and the quality control issues on top of it. In my opinion, if we could make some of the parts a little bit more available, and the manufacturers can can understand the importance. The importance of quality control right now is 10x what it was a year ago because we have to wait another 6, 8, 12 weeks to get the fix. So they can't afford to make mistakes. Like, they almost have to be perfect. So if you're a manufacturer and you listen to the podcast, like, my cry to you is understand that the sandwich that we're in right now, like, as dealers, sandwich. We're getting squeezed from both sides. A little mayo in there for lubrication. Um, but what I'll tell you is, is that, like, the customers, when we tell them 8 to 12 weeks, like, they balk, right? And then we're having to, like, keep them on sometimes. Sometimes they're trying to get out of the deal halfway through. Like, it's a lot, man. We, we're having to put in a lot more processes like you guys are. And so I think it's important that manufacturers understand that we're having to make adjustments. Our customers are complaining. We're having to pacify them a little bit just to keep them on the gravy train and keep them engaged and make sure that they know their door is still coming and we're not playing games with them. So when we do finally get that door, if it's damaged or we got one of the four sections or a different color or whatever, I mean, that's a huge, huge deal and absolutely literally cannot happen cannot like no this was a mistake like there is no reason why three of the four are one color and the fourth one's a different color not in this day and time not now like this cannot happen and i'm i'm totally cool with calling out my suppliers on stuff like that because we need you guys to pay attention to detail more now than ever so you guys need to ramp up quality control and make sure that we're getting what we're supposed to get. And I understand delays. I feel like most companies are are uh, communicating the delays properly. I think right now it'd be really tough to be working with third party, like a, a third party distrib uh, like distributor, um, because they're passing on information that they're getting. 
I'm very thankful and glad that I have direct relationships with uh, pretty much every manufacturer that we sell. So I'm able to go directly to them and get the scoop. So that's super awesome. Uh, and I encourage everybody like, uh, you know, build those relationships with your manufacturers. And I think that'll help you long-term. So when it comes to navigating the shortage of parts, one of the best things you can do is increase price. Your, your, your product's becoming more scarce. The demand is going up. And every day that parts are on more and more delay, if you're the only one in town with springs, guess what? You're the only one that can do a spring change. And everybody's going to be calling you. You're going to increase in business and you can increase your prices. There's rumors going around that Amar is going to hit with another 15% increase here soon with others to follow. I did read that. That's rumor at this point. I have not seen that email come across my desk. So I wouldn't say that I can like confirm this. I can reach out to them and see if we can figure out if that's a real thing, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, let's just be honest here. I mean, they're, they're in a bad position and I mean, with everybody raising prices, we've had what 15, 20% increase uh, month to year or a year to date. And we're in May, beginning of May. So that's over a four month period. We're looking at possibly doubling that with another 15% increase. What's that tell you? They're doing the same thing that I'm telling you to do with your customers. Raise the prices. If you're not on top of your game with these price increases and you're not increasing your prices and like knowing that you're increasing your prices, making sure your staff knows that they're increasing prices, make sure your price book's up to date, you are going to get hammered as fast as these prices are going up. So, I would make sure that you prioritize and make sure that everything that you're doing, the prices are right. Take a day off and dedicate it to making sure that your price book's set up right. Even if you got to go to a print off sheet because it's so it's changing so often, maybe you do a weekly um, price sheet for everybody. You print it off and tell them they got to adjust the prices in the uh, when they're building the quote, whatever it is. But uh, I would say. If you can't move fast enough on your long-term processes, make short-term processes that allow you to stay nimble and flexible during this time. So if, if your processes are keeping you from moving as quickly as things are changing, reevaluate the process Uh, because you're in a new time, you're in a new era. Uh, Instead of doing annual um, uh, budgets for my companies, because everything's so unreliable and uh, a little bit crazy right now, I we're only doing monthly and quarterly budgets. Um, I just don't think it's possible for us to even be able to identify what it's going to look like in three to four months. I mean, we could be in a complete lockdown for all I know. Like, that's how crazy things are. We could be plugging along, doing well, and then all of a sudden, martial law. Who knows? There's just all kinds of stuff out there, and there's so much uncertainty. I would say invest your time wisely. Plan for one to three months ahead, and, you know, just be on top of things. Make sure that your prices are right. Uh, with that, we're being strategic is is key to everything. Um, I think now owners need to step back and be visionaries more than ever. If you're head down and you're missing it right now, then it's bad news. 
now is the time it has been since March of last year for businesses. There, there's either going to be one or three different types of companies happening right now. <clears throat> one people who capitalize on the issue at hand, which these are the companies that if you guys have read like good to great, um, good to great is a book that I strongly recommend because it talks about during hard times, how some businesses pulled back, some businesses pushed forward. It's scary. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I have invested a ton of money into my business over the past 12 months. And with so many unknown factors, a lot of it, like, I wouldn't call it blind faith. I would call it calculated faith, calculated risk. And there's some nights where I went to bed like, okay, I'm going to need this to pay off because this is going to hurt. But it's all paid off. And not only have we established some consistency, but we've learned so much. And we probably overhired just a little bit, but it's paying off now. And so uh, being strategic, being a risk taker, guys, got to take risk. Like, I think a lot of people think when they launched their company that that was a big risk for them. When in reality, that should be one of the smallest risks you take. You still have big decisions to make. Stop not making decisions or stop not making big decisions because you're afraid of the growth or what it might mean. You're going to figure it out. Like we all have. We have all taken steps not knowing what the outcome is going to be in certain situations. And I don't think that you're being successful unless you do some of those and fail. But that's what like, uh, you know, I'm not, this wasn't intended to plug it, but that's what mentors are. That's what accountability is. And, you know, we're launching Garage Door University here in like a week. That's what that is right? It's accountability. You're going to come in here and you're going to state what you're going to do. And if it's not risky enough, we're going to call you out. And then if you don't do it, we're going to call you out. If you want accountability, that's where it's at. But what's cool about it is when you state those risks and those goals, we're going to be there to help you. We're going to be there to chat about the conversation. Hey, I've done that before. Uh, let me give you some pointers on some things I did wrong. And then that way you go into it knowing what you need to do and what you need to stay away from reducing the risk. But I promise you guys, like I was telling somebody earlier, we were in a conversation about, um, he was talking about hiring us for marketing and I watched an interview recently with, um, uh, Tesla, Elon Musk. Oh my God. I'm struggling to find words today. Uh, so Elon Musk was being interviewed and they were talking about risk and the guy was like, you just seem so comfortable with risk, like failure in general. And he was like, sure, why not? What's wrong with it? I mean, like he was completely oblivious to the point that the guy was trying to make because he lives in that zone so much that he's used to failing. And that's innovation, right? Like think about all the things that he's created and he's not playing afraid. Like he even talked about how his uh, his patents, Adrian, did you know he opened up his patents open source? He's now allowing people to take what he's done in Tesla 
open source. He's like, here, have at it. You guys can build on it. You can do whatever. Dude, you're talking about somebody who's not afraid of failure, who genuinely wants the greater good for mankind. Because you don't do something like that and then have somebody else. But he did talk about it. He's like, we're so far ahead that it's not really a big issue. I think in his eyes, he's thinking, wow, if somebody really does something cool, we can just buy them. Yeah. Right? But how cool is that? Yeah. How many garage door companies would be like, okay, here's my plan. I'm going to distribute it to everybody so everybody knows. Execution is going to be like really difficult. I don't think a lot of people can execute on all that stuff like he can. Um, but I love the premise behind just being so open for failure and then being like, oh, hey, here's all the stuff we've done right. You guys can try it too. <laughs> Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer USA.com. That's S O M M E R dash USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877 766 6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Swice makes the best bifold door on the market. So when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, check them out first. As a matter of fact, Bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, Bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using Bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors, Bifold doors, for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch and Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B-I-F-O-L-D.com. A lot of people can execute on all that stuff like he can. Um, but I love the premise behind just being so open for failure and then being like, oh, hey, here's all the stuff we've done right. You guys can try it too. <laughs> I mean, he literally stood up on stage with tens of millions of people, maybe hundreds of millions of people, who knows, watching the truck uh, you know, the the bulletproof glass yeah. break and shatter. Yeah. I mean, you could tell he was a little frustrated, but dang, he was like, oh, well, oh, well, right. That wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but what do you do? I mean, you could stand up there and pitch a fit and look dumb. Or you can be like, all right, we either need to A, strengthen the glass or B, we need to figure out where the weak spot was. Right. Um. And then, you know, he did, he, he literally talked about how 
he and his team evaluate it, and they think because of all the stress they put it on before they send it on stage, right. it might have had a fracture somewhere, yeah. and so throwing the ball at it uh, was the final. Yeah. So he said they threw it at like 20, 30 times before yeah. that, and it didn't break. Um, and then it was like one guy was like, so if you had to do it all over again, would you have had him throw it so hard? And he's like, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, all right, we're going to send a rocket in space. Have you ever done it before? No, but I've got a pretty good idea. Boom. It blows up, right? Like, it doesn't even get into outer space. Yeah. I think, like, the first couple blew up, right? Yeah, I mean, so they were trying to buy uh, rocket engines that were reusable, and they were having a difficult time sourcing them. They were really expensive, and they were like, we can just we could just make these ourselves. Build, yeah. And that's how it started. Yeah. I mean, but think about it, guys. We're stressing out over hiring one more employee. We're stressing out over, you know, raising our prices. Elon's blowing up. $20 million rocket ships on the regular. Like, oh, well, we did something wrong on that one. Let's do the research. And they got to tear it apart and look at it and figure out where it started. And I mean, guys, hire the person you need. Like, take the risk. Raise your prices. Don't be so scared. The things holding you back are the, are the things you got to let go of so you can find that freedom. Keep your margins. Raise your margins. Don't go backwards on margin right now. That's for sure. Like, I just talked to so many people every day who are so concerned about the wrong things that I feel like we just need to make adjustments and take more risk. Don't be afraid to fail. It's not going to ruin your business. You know how many times I've made decisions that I thought I was going to kill my business? I mean, probably three or four. One of them recent. I was like, hey, dude, if this doesn't work out, we're probably going to freaking tank the company. That's scary. Scary. Especially when you got like 13, 14 people that eat because of you. Right. So could they get other jobs? Sure. Would that suck? Absolutely. But it paid off. I mean, we're going to double this year because it paid off. So, I mean, what I would just like to share is I want to encourage everybody to take risk. Like, have your, your ear to the ground. Um, know what's going on. We're going to be bringing you some news on a regular basis here soon. I think I've mentioned that before. I'm really excited about that. Um, trying to figure out if we're going to do it weekly or biweekly, but uh, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, I don't know if there's enough news in our industry to do weekly. Maybe if we just do a little bit, but um, we're going to talk about some of the things with the current laws that are being put in place, how that's going to affect us. We're going to talk about industry news. Uh, we're going to dig into that. We may even have some uh, some guests every once in a while uh, just to come on and, and uh, give uh, like a, if we're talking about steel, we may have somebody come on that's in the steel industry and talk a little bit about some of the shortages and things like that. But I plan to keep them at like five minutes. So they're going to be short and sweet. We hope you'll enjoy them. Uh, Audie, anything else you can think of? I mean, you've been so profound. This, I mean, like groundbreaking interjections here uh, don't be afraid to take risks i suppose there you go you heard it from audi original that was like an og statement that you guys haven't heard at all today so profound audi thank you for being here on monday because i know happy I could the brain is checked out and it's still at home but that's okay um listen audi's head down trying to get these videos out for the conference uh he's doing a killer job 
we'll have those out to you. Um, we had told you at the conference that it was going to be 60 days from the date. Uh, we may get those out a little bit earlier. We're working on it really hard. So we'll have those out soon. Uh, make sure you keep an eye open on the um, Garage Door University. That's going to be great for owners, managers. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of stuff in there, but that's going to be accountability. We've got Mike McCallowicz coming to talk to that group um, after, let's see, probably June or July. First 30 days are free for anybody who registered for the conference. And then after that, uh, it's going to go into a, a billing uh, cycle. So we'll send out some information on that here this week. If you have any questions or need us, we're here for you. If you got any topics you'd like us to cover next season, this is the end of season four. What? Did y'all know that? We're closing season four. Season five, we've got interviews. I've already done one uh, with all access. Um, what is it? I'm sorry. Is it access? Access Garage Doors. Access, uh, Jesse with Access has been on. We uh, we did a great interview with him. That is going to be awesome. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Jesse's, Jesse's kind of like me. I think we're just rare birds. Uh, he even can self-confess he's not the smartest dude in the world. I'm definitely not the smartest dude in the world. Uh, usually not the smartest one in the room. So I would say hard work does pay off. And he's going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, this guy's launched a franchise, and it's growing fast. So I think he's doing it right. And he's going to talk a little bit about what he's doing, how he's doing it, and um, and some of the growth they've experienced. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I think that he's in uh, for some big things. Curious to see what he does. Does he keep it forever? I know we just had the big acquisition with um, uh, Precision. I'm trying to get them on for season five. I'd love to talk a little bit about Precision and the acquisition and the growth and development they've experienced. So we got some great interviews lined up. We're going to be interviewing a lot of people in the industry. Again, kind of like season one and two. I think you guys will like it. So we're going back to the OG Torsion Talk. Uh, we've gotten some feedback and people really enjoyed those. So we're going to get back at it. If you guys uh, have any requests, again, shoot them to me. You can hit me on Facebook or Torsion Talk Podcast Facebook page. Make sure you're subscribing and give us a, uh, a rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Thank you very much. Enjoy the week.